Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Aw, oh, baby, you know what time it is. It's Chris Sims Unbuttoned, presented by Under Armour. The only way is through. The only and way is through. Only way is through. Yep. And. It's good to have you back, man. I'm back. Yeah, you are back. Ahmed Fareed, Chris Sims. What's up, everybody? It's What the Fuck Happened Wednesday podcast. Oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah. What? Well, so this is my first time on You don't know the... what happened, huh? I don't know what happened. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. WTF. Uh, no, this is the first time on this one, and if you're watching on YouTube, yeah. it's a tighter shot, right? Because right? we have the board in the background, yeah. which we're going to show some plays of that. But if you are listening, right. we want to let you know we're not abandoning you. No, we're right? not. We've we're done sho- a... We're showing the plays, yes, but we're going to be better at describing the plays. Yes, we we have abandoned the the listener a little bit lately. Being we, we yeah. self scattered ourselves, yep. we broke th- some things down, yep. you know, and we looked at it and we said we're talking like everybody's watching these plays, and not everybody's watching. So we'll do a better job of explaining these. Yeah, we've got a few plays that we're going to break down today. Certainly, that just talk about the general themes of some games that I think could be really cool. Coach. Ahmed Belichick Farid yeah. has a play he wants to break down, which Correct. I cannot wait. We're going to have a lot of fun there. And uh, it's good to have you back, man, even with your nice haircut and everything. Where well, you go? I, well, I said I got the Chris Sims special. They go, <laughs> I go high and tight. Um, but we're, we got a tighter shot. I am wearing my Steph Curry. I know. So you can't see that because the shot is tighter right. here, but I am wearing it. And I did I get, get a to message. get my Steph Curry's. You're, I'm waiting. They'll be, I'm they'll waiting. be here, but they wanted well, to make sure. Not as big I, time as you. They wanted to make sure I was hooked up. <laughs> I did get one person that said uh, after last podcast, they go, you're a sellout, man, because I was wearing the Under Armour shirt right. and the Steph Curry's. Yes. And I go, yeah, yeah I've okay. made that clear. Right. I, that's what I said from the beginning. I go, I'm a sellout. Some people, some people say I will only you know, wear things that I believe in. You yeah. know, I go, I will believe in things that sponsor me. So if, if <laughs> like anyone it. wants to sponsor me, I will automatically believe in you. Okay, cool. And so that's Sounds what good. I was clear from Sounds the beginning. Good. Yeah, you were clear. And, you know, I, I do always appreciate you sneaking in your red. I really do. I, I, can't, like I can't go unnoticed. It just I mean, red goes well with my skin tone. It does. So. It does go well with your skin Thank tone. You. I don't wear red a whole lot. It doesn't go well with me. I become like too red. Yeah. Actually, my face will become red. Black is good for you. Black Black's is good, good for me. Yes. I, I'm uh, black and blues and grays. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I stick to. That's my uniform. Sometimes black and blue yeah. together. Black and know? blues together. All right. Um, All right. So, where do you want to go first? So this is why. So now you've had. See, Monday is good because you get you get to touch on all the games. Yeah, you haven't necessarily done the deep dive into some of the games as right. much as you want. Right. So this is the podcast where you've had that opportunity. I have. I've you, seen a little bit. I've seen. I mean, I've seen a lot of football. I have. I really have. I mean, there's there's a few games that I haven't broke down completely. Like yeah. I haven't seen a lot of Ravens Lions. We're not going to talk about that today, as far as film wise. Panthers Texans. I haven't. But everything else in the league, mm-hmm. I got a pretty damn good feel. Jets Broncos. 
No, I don't have a whole lot to say about that one either. But I think every marquee matchup or game that we really had interest in on Sunday or whatever, I don't mean to be disrespectful there. Yeah, uh, I certainly got a little bit of a feel for it for sure. All right, so we're going to talk about Stafford and the Bucks. Yeah. that game a little bit more. We're right. going to talk about Mac Jones and uh, the Saints. Uh, it was just um, a little bit of discussion there. Chargers and Chiefs, what's wrong with Patrick Mahomes? Are yep. they not seeing things that are out there for them? And sure. the play that I will break down, Arizona and the Jacksonville Boom. Jaguars uh, coming up. So so that's what we got coming up. We'll start with the big Sunday night game uh, from last week. We'll also try to kind of spin it forward into who they're playing this week. But we'll start with the Packers versus the 49ers. Very tight game, very entertaining game. It looked like Jimmy G was going to be the hero, march the team down the field at the end. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers. After looking at the film, yeah. was Aaron Rodgers as good as he appeared that night? Yes, he was. He was every bit as good as he appeared that night. You know, And I think more, more importantly, uh, was impressed with the game plan that Matt LaFleur put forth towards the matchup. You know, I think he had a good understanding of what the 49ers were trying to do. And I think the other thing, just off of that, uh, and I think I said this a little bit on Monday, they matched the physicality of the 49ers. That, to me, has been a thing with Green Bay. I, I know people are probably going, oh, I've heard you say that before. Well, yeah, it is a thing. I mean, you just kind of go through the last few years. Anytime they've played a big physical team, they've either lost or barely won for some miracle. And, and uh, that's bothered me about them. It's made me think less of them as a true Super Bowl contender. So, you know, I think like – Hey, first, let's the Green Bay's offensive side of the ball. Man, they had some great game plan design plays where I think they knew, like, oh, hey, if we line up in this formation, we know we're going to get. I think more importantly than anything, and you know this because we've talked about it in the past with the 49ers, and it's, it holds true more true this year than maybe ever before. Yeah, they're a really good defense, yeah. and especially their middle nine players. The 49ers love playing quarters coverage. They love playing quarters. So Jaquaski Tart and Jimmy Ward are involved in the run game, the middle of the field pass plays. And one of the things I said last week, if the Packers want to win, you got to throw the ball outside the numbers down the field. You, you, you can't let San Francisco get away with playing some of these coverages where quarters really ends up being like man-to-man on the outside. You know, three deep, where it's really, okay, it's mono e mono on the outside. You can't let them get away with that. And I thought they did a really good job of kind of exhausting that. Hmm. And the stats don't even tell the whole truth, like I said on, on Monday a little bit too. 261 yards passing by Rodgers, but you've got to take into account the also the 86 yards he got from pass interference throwing the ball down to the field against some of these corners in that matchup there, where they were, oh no, God, She's throwing the Devontae Adams. Let me hold him. Oh, no, I don't know what's going to happen. So I thought that was really, really impressive from that side of the ball. And ran the ball, especially with two offensive linemen out, Bakhtiari and, and uh, Jenkins, just ran the ball effectively enough to, once they scared the 49ers out of some of the quarters coverage, you don't see the 49ers get out of that much. As we got in the third and fourth quarter, they started playing cover, too, because they're like, okay, we've seen enough. we got to start protecting these corners a little bit. And that's when they ran the ball a little bit at the end of the third quarter. They hit them down the middle of the field for a few big passes. Uh, but, hey, as usual, everything was centered around Aaron Rodgers because – you know, a lot of teams don't trust their quarterbacks to just consistently make big throws outside the numbers down the field over and over again. You know, offensive coordinators want to go, wait, I came up with this play and here's a nice easy completion, 10 yards over the middle. You know, so that to me uh, is something a lot of the great quarterbacks with a great wide receiver tandem don't take enough of advantage of in the NFL right now. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the few that does that always. You were very complimentary of Matt LaFleur on Monday. Yeah. 
After looking at the film, was this one of the better game plans that he, he's come up with, <sighs> yeah, you think? Yeah, I do. I do. I think it was you know just the right touch of like, okay, hey, we got a matchup. Let's play this guy. Our guy's better than this guy. Mm-hmm. Hey, I know we got him in this defense. Okay, wait. Oh, we got him in this defense in the formation. Great. Next series, we come out and get in that formation. I'm going to call that play. Yeah. That's going to you know gash him. And, and then, uh, to me, the most important thing was the attitude on both sides of the ball. I'm very critical of the Green Bay Packers defensive front. You know that. Their interior three played really well. They whooped the crap out of the 49ers inside for the most part. And that, to me, was another big difference in the game, too. Shanahan run game couldn't get off in this one. So then it became, okay, now we got to depend on Jimmy G. And you said he played well. He did. I'm not trying to take anything away from yeah. him. But they couldn't get any offense going in the first half until that last drive before you know, halftime. And they got the touchdown there. You know, so, so that's still going to be the question about the 49ers as we go forward. If the Shanahan run game can't go crazy and all his tricks, can they win the game throwing the ball and just drop back pass game? And I'm not sure they can. I'm not ready to say that yet. After week one for yeah. the Packers against the Saints, we're wondering what, what, what's happened here with Aaron Rodgers. And then the Lions played him pretty tight, yes. played deep. There were not many big plays early right. in that game. And so we were wondering, all right, can they break any big plays against the 49ers? And the first play that we want to show with them here is a, is a big play, the 47-yarder from Rodgers to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Right. And it's kind of interesting because it ties into maybe one of the plays where the 49ers uh, had an opportunity that the Packers actually defended yes. in a similar or dissimilar fashion than what the 49ers did here. Right, right. Yeah, you, you said it right. Yeah. yeah, one team does it right, the other team doesn't yes. do it right, and the team that didn't do it right, uh, yeah, they got burned by it. I said it with a lot more words. That, no, yeah, I don't exactly. even know if I made sense there either. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to show you a play here. It's empty set right here, you know, by the Meaning, Green Bay Packers. Empty no. set. You see no back in the backfield, yep. right? You got uh, basically one, you know, Dylan's on the right, really is like a protection check down because they want to check Armstead here. And the, the big thing is, what did we just talk about? What is the, what's the coverage the 49ers like to play? Quarters coverage. Quarters coverage. They love quarters coverage because their safeties, and I'm just going to stand up now because it's time. Which, by the way, we haven't stood up in a long time. I know. With me on the pod. You no, did with right. Paul. You're right. This is a big moment for a me. Big we're, moment. Back. Okay, we're back. We're back. Okay, okay, good. It's official. It's the NFL season started. But quarters, yeah. teams play quarters coverage because their job is not to go directly back safeties, okay? It's a good way to play coverage, but really safeties are thinking downhill. They're thinking in cuts, crossers that are uh, of like the 10 to 15 range. And then, of course, if they did run the ball, let's just say, and Dylan was here in this gap, he can be really quick to be downhill and stop that, okay? Mm-hmm. So, now, this play is cool because they know they're going to get quarters. And, of course, like we say, they they know that's going to happen. What they do here is they use our man Devontae Adams as a decoy. And we we know Rodgers wants to throw the ball to Devontae Adams. I mean, there's nobody that that gets targeted more than Devontae Adams. And what he's going to do off of this play is he's going to run inside here and curl up kind of right in front of this safety, right? And now Rodgers is going to kind of stare him down to make Jimmy Ward kind of sit there and watch him, right? And um, then you're going to have Valdez Scanling kind of take a little bit of an inside release and going to post it over here to where Jimmy Ward should be or could be, but he has somebody in front of him, so it's his job to cover Devontae Adams here. So Valdez Scantling is going to run a post in between the two safeties in the middle of the field there, and Adams is on the right going to run in front of the right safety there. Right. Uh, Deep curl route, let's just say. Yeah, let's just say that, like a 12-yard curl route. And the play is all about, yes, just trying to get Jimmy Ward to bite on Devontae Adams 
and then let's get Valdez Scantling over the top. So let's just check it out here. We'll go a little, oop, come on. I don't know why that thing does it. So here you go. As don't you can bl- see. Hey, Chris, don't blame the equipment. I know. So you, so you see here, though, you see that, like, from the get-go, all right, Jimmy Ward's not too bad. He gets a little depth. He knows, he knows Adams is attacking him, right? So, but he's really worried about, like, maybe a crosser or something like that in there. Once he sees him sits down, you know, he's, he's here. He's kind of settling down on it. He's got to drive on that ball in case Rodgers throws some laser here. He's got to come down to make that tackle. So most people are going to look at it and go, well, he's the deep safety, and they threw at him. He, he should be back there to stop this. And as you can see here, I mean, we got Valdez Scaling going across, basically man-to-man on Jaquaski Tart, yep. and the Green Bay Packers are going, great, this is exactly what we wanted. We want Valdez Scaling, who's like a 4-3 guy, on Jaquaski Tart, who's more of a run-stopping safety. He's athletic, too, don't get me wrong. So it looks like, to the layperson, Jimmy Ward has a decision to make here. Either go deep right. with Valdez Scantling right. or come up on... Uh, Devonte Adams, exactly. who is open, it seems like he's yeah, kind of he'd, finding a soft he'd, he'd spot. He'd have there. to find a soft spot, and you know, uh, around this uh, dropping defensive lineman here, yeah. right? Uh, which, which he will if that happens. But it's Devonte Adams. You, I'm not going to fault, you know, Jimmy Ward here. He's he's looking at this, going, oh no, he might throw to him, so I got to be responsible for him. He, Jimmy Ward, in this coverage, is not responsible to be deep here. The problem is our right corner. All right, hmm. our problem is our right corner. You know, zone coverages, people just don't go, hey, oh, we're in a zone, and they just let you go over here, and oh, okay. No, everything's kind of a match zone this day and age in the NFL. It's no longer just like, oh, it's quarters, Madden, and we all go this way. It's John Madden, you know, video yeah. game, and if a guy comes here, I don't stop and try to stop him. I just keep going because right. the, the, the playbook said I had a line going backwards. Because right? there's no one in the area of the right corner right now. So... That's the point. Exactly right. There's no one in the area in the right corner. His job is to replace the safety now because the safety has basically got a guy in his area. He has to match that guy, right? So now this right corner, as soon as he really, listen, as soon as he saw, and I'll rewind it just a little bit, as soon as he saw Devontae Adams kind of get to this point or just even a hair before, let's just say right here, he's got to already start thinking, wait, I got to get back and get depth. Just in case there's some deep crosser or post coming from the other side, he's going to be responsible, right? So it's almost like he's passing him off into another zone right now, and he has no one in his area. Exactly right. It's, you know, 2-3 zone in basketball. Anybody's played some zone in basketball, right, growing up, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm the, the top there of the 2-3 zone. You know, once the guy goes down to that corner, I don't need to be there anymore. That's why we got that third guy on the wing there, right? So, I mean, it's the same, same concept. It's just the football way. But now, as we go, we'll let it go. You can see, look, you know, Jimmy flat-footed on Devontae Adams. You can't be mad at him that. He's still worried about, the right corner's still worried about Devontae Adams, as you can see here. And it just leaves a huge gap down the, it's an easy throw. I mean, Mosley mm-hmm. has to get back in that area. Once he sees Devontae Adams cross and get, like, maybe past the inside edge of the numbers, he's got to start thinking back. And, you know, you don't see a reaction from him here or anything like that, but that, that, that was the problem with that play. What's Aaron reading right there? What do you think he's looking at? All he's doing is making sure that Jimmy Ward stayed flat-footed a little bit, and he probably, as he was getting ready to throw, and let's see, let's watch one more time. Let me watch his eyes just a hair closer. He's probably, as he's getting ready to throw, 
Mm, I think you see it maybe right. Let's see if I can slow it down. He's looking down the middle. He's probably just trying to see, okay, he's flat-footed. Yep. I don't know if he makes a little peek or not. Maybe he didn't. He, he just needs a that. peek over here just to make sure yeah. that that guy doesn't get back to steal the ball. Right. You know, I don't know. Rodgers might have been looking at it. He can't tell. I mean, guys like him, Brady or whatever, they could have their head one way and kind of be looking into the corner of their eye to not give it away yeah. or make sure he kind of stays flat-footed. So that's how not to do it. Right. Do you have any example from any game on Sunday where a team did it correctly? Funny you ask oh. that. <laughs> Funny you ask that. What? All right, let's bring it up, Kristen. Let's show the next play. Yeah, same this, game. This is really cool. Yeah. And I believe it was two years ago on the Sunday night football game. They hit George Kittle on a deep post route just like this against this coverage. And here we go. Shanahan with pre-snap movement, right? He's trying to fake the speed sweep. Look at the pulling guard, everything there, right? Okay. He's got a lot of things going. Safety's reacting, right? But here, here's the point we're going we're gonna to show. All right? Here we go. Same thing here. Now, there's Kittle. Look, we got quarters covered. It's just like we just saw. Right? Boom, 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 So boom. Green Bay playing the same defense the 49ers were. This is going to be a very similar pattern by George Kittle yes. that we just saw from Valdez. Very, very similar. A little different way to do it, but very similar. And you can see here, again, you know, with these kind of looks and everything that you got as far as quarters – you know, the, the safeties are, they're worried about the run game. You can see Savage, when he goes here, he's, he's more worried about, oh, wait, the speed sweep. What a, you know, he might, there's a pulling guard. His first responsibility is kind of come downfield. Now, the thing we're going to show here is, again, who I think this is Ayuk over here, he's going to kind of run over here into Savage's area. So the same thing Devontae Adams was doing in on the, the previous, previous play. play. Jair Alexander's over here. Uh-oh. All right, a little different player here. One of the best corners in football, man to man, and has instincts to go along with it. And then you can see Kittle here. He's going to run the post over the top, right? Because again, the safety's flat footed because his first responsibility is downhill run game. And there was a lot of crap going on down there. So he's going, oh shit, I got to be ready. It's Shanahan. It's the 49ers. They run the ball good. I'm worried about stopping that, maybe having to get in this gap. Did I, did I see this correctly, right? So, as we continue to go here, look what happens. First off, like, look at the, the technique by Alexander. You could see once he went inside, look at him. His hips are already turned. Yes. Like, he's going, wait. I, I, my rule here is once my guy goes and leaves my area, i got to get back over the top and kind of start running the deep cross or the deep post again. So he's seeing that he's passing his receiver off. He's reading it really well. Like, it's like a true veteran superstar corner here, right here. And Jimmy G is going, well, I, I, I don't think that guy will be here because we kind of ran, ran a route, like a bastard route to run in between both of these guys. So they'll both be sure, like, wait, do I pass him off or do you got him? Do I got him? I want, I'm going to both stay here. Because Jimmy G is seeing George Kittle on the left side of the field. And if you're even, you're leaving. Definitely. And Love like Kittle thing. can really run. He's bending this guy out a little bit, as you can see right here, to make him back off, right? Mm-hmm. And he's also saying, like, yeah, this guy, the safety here, I believe it's Adrian Amos here, is at the same level as Kittle, and he hasn't really turned to run yet. His eyes are back at me. So, yes, as a quarterback, once you see that, you go, oh, I got them over the top. Yep. Now, he kind of took for granted that the design of the Shanahan play and everything 
would have gotten this double over here with Brandon Ayuk. We showed a play like this similar, I think, in week one as far as how the Rams did this to the Bears and got the guys to double, and they didn't get back. But Jai Alexander's too smart, and they've seen these type of plays from Shanahan to where Joe Brary and company said, hey, if we get in quarters, everybody's got to be on their game. You've got to be ready to place. If there's somebody that sits down, trust me, somebody's coming over the top. So there you go at Kittle, and then let's just watch Jair Alexander get on his horse and get back their tremendous ball skills and make the play. Such an awesome play. Awesome play. I mean, it's a perfectly thrown football. It's perfect. If it Alexander really is. does the same thing that the 49ers did, if he kind of sits down and doesn't react immediately, yes. because I looked at it, at the time of the throw, at the time Jimmy G threw the ball, Jair Alexander is 20 yards away from George Kittle. Right. He's like 25 to 30 yards away from where he's eventually going to intercept it. No doubt. No so doubt. if he's not reacting in that moment where he sees that receiver in front of him, Ayuk, sit down, if he's not going deep at that moment, no, no way he makes There's the no play. There's no way he makes the play. And, and, and just so people know, go like, oh, Jimmy G, you know. No, listen, Jimmy G threw this ball bullseye. It's bullseye. The coaching point would have been 42 to 45 yards from the line of scrimmage on that hash. He drops it right on the hash. It's going to fall right into George Kittle's hands. It's, it's a perfect throw. So I'm blaming Jimmy G, yeah. but I also don't want to blame him too much because, hey, I'm sure Shanahan all week kind of told him, like, hey, we're going to do this, and we're gonna, they're going to double these guys. They won't get back, and we'll be able to hit the post. Yes, you'd like him to go, wait, I've played football, and let me see over there just to make sure Alexander doesn't get back. But this is what's cool, to like, t- kind of your point. Watch as now he's gearing up. Just how quickly he turns and starts to go, okay, go, go, gadget, booster up my butt and go get this, okay? (laughs) I couldn't figure that out. Yes, J.R. Alexander. You see that? I mean, he sees it. Like, you can tell. Like, as soon as he goes inside, Ayuk, watch his eyes go across the field and go, oh, oh, no, he's coming deep. Let me go. And he turns it on. And just basically takes it right out of George Kittle's hands, which is really cool. That and is awesome. If this damn guy just ran this way from the start on this play, he would have yeah. scored a touchdown. He he dances around here too long. If he just took off to the left, it would have been a pick six. But okay, that was for I love I love that play. And yeah. it's crazy that it's the same play. Just same in play. two hugely different results. Same play. McVeigh, Shanahan, LaFleur, John Gruden. West Coast guys, right? West Coast base root of their offense. If you play too much quarters, it, they have always a lot of ways to abuse that coverage. Montana back in the day with the 49ers used to abuse quarters. They used to put like, you know, uh, what is it with the Brett Jones, you know, like, hey, you run down 12 yards. That safety's going to come down on you, and then we're going to have Jerry Rice running the post over the top, and you'll be yeah. screwed. You know, Fox 2 XY hook is what they would call that back in the day. But, yes, uh, great job by Jerry Alexander. Great job by the Packers coaching staff altogether. Joe Barry, for the most part, never lets Shanahan get into real rhythm, too, as far as like, oh, they're playing this defense every time we get in this formation, or every mm-hmm. down and distance they're playing this. He mixed it up really well. They were on their P's and Q's and on both sides of the ball. Really – controlled this game more than the final score would would say i want to do two more oh, yeah. quick more plays there. for the rogers right, right. Uh, for the packers for the I mean. rogers for the, i think you should call them the that. green bay rogers the green bay rogers honestly that's, that's what they, what are. they are <laughs> he leaves they're done um this but i got a question here yeah aladdin bust you says fave pod 
Talking Thank about you. us. Thank you, Aladdin pod. Bust You. We're number one in his list. Thanks, dude. Uh, what is Jimmy G doing for the Niners right now that Trey can't do? Jimmy's throwing is very inconsistent, yep. and the run game isn't firing on all cylinders. Chuck in Trey. I got to think, and again, I don't know this. I just, I got to think there's just Trey's not trusted yet to do everything the right way, especially in the drop back pass game, which we talked about during the preseason. I got to think more, it's more that. Now, if Jimmy G who hasn't played great in any of the games to this point, in my opinion. And he played good there. But if, if, if he does falter, I don't know. Maybe we do see Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance certainly can bring somebody to the run game. Maybe Shanahan doesn't feel like his offense is quite where it needs to be either, and he just doesn't want to put Trey Lance out there for her failure. But I would think it's more of what I said. It's that he's not quite ready. He's raw. He doesn't trust them yet. And to me, I feel like in the last 10 days, the 49ers kind of went into Jimmy G's our guy for now until really proven, proven, proven otherwise. And they're going to try to, I think, continue to try to build him up. Hopeful that the year works out, he plays good so they can get more trade value for him off the, off, after the year. I really think if, if you made me read the situation, that's what I think. Because as much as we love the running quarterback and all the advantages that that brings, yeah. an extra blocker, all that stuff, dynamic playmaking, if the mm-hmm. pocket breaks down, you can run around, you can do stuff, right. you still have to be able to surgically pick apart defenses. And the next play for Rodgers is that, Surgical. once again, Surgical. Surgical. 12-yard yeah. touchdown to Marquez Valdez, Scantling again, featured. Um, what, what did he do on this play that was so special? Well, again, I think this is part game plan mm-hmm. and then, a cor- of course, part... I'm the greatest throw in the history of football. It's a little double whammy here, right? And, and I mean, you're so right about the running quarterback thing. You know, again, it, it's what I, I, I talk about with Jalen Hurts a little bit at times. Yeah, it was a cool six-yard run, but he should have stayed in the pocket to hit the 25-yard post down the middle. It was open. And I know everyone wants to say, oh, look, this is what he can do. He can run. Great. But, again, the game like you're talking about is going to be one in the pocket. Yeah. So, if you could do it all, if you could do both, that's you know, what you'd take, great. right? You'd be, and you'd be Josh Allen. Yeah, you might be Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers in his prime or yeah. somebody, or you know, Russell Wilson or Mahomes, those guys. All right, so here, we'll, we'll, this is really cool. You see uh, 49ers kind of showing a blitz look here, right? Yeah. For the listeners, you got the two backers right in the A-gap. They're going to drop out. So they're going to drop out. They're playing cover three here all the way. Cover three, cover three, curl flats, curl flats. He's kind of shading over Deep to this safety. three receiver side right now, right? You'll see him there. And really, on the front side here, and I might get this wrong a so little we got bit. Three receivers to the left right, for the Packers. Right. And this is the, all that matters. Three receivers to the left. It's going to be in by the middle of the three. Yep. In by the outside of three. Mm-hmm. And then the inside of three, Valdez Scantling is going to run a deep corner deep out route, whatever you want to call it, right? Flag, yeah. Yeah, flag route, right, for all those. That's exactly what it is. Now, it's zone coverage. It's not man, right? It's zone. Don't follow your guy, right? They're trying to make it look like it's man. Like, you're thinking, like, oh, they're going to bring a six-man pressure yeah. and play man or something of that nature. Because if it is man, that play might work because it might be sort of a pick play. Exactly right. right. If it is man, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. But Rodgers has watched film here. And he's going, wait, this is not man, because there's no guy on this guy right here. They're right. going to drop out. Right. They're going to drop. Somebody's going to drop out. Maybe then one comes, but somebody will drop out. So, as, oh, there we go again. Okay, so, as you see here, backers dropped out. You know, nickel backs over here in his area, right? Everybody, people under here, boom. 
This corner on the bottom, he's dropped back to play his third. They got the rookie, uh, 38. Um, I'm going to blank on his name, Pete. You just got to look him up for me while we're doing this. You know, he... Is that Lenore? It, it, it is Lenore, right? It is Lenore. I think... Is that right? Is it Lenore? Dio Midori? <laughs> yes. Dio Midori Lenore. Way to go. Oh, what a year. So, okay. Not a horrible play by him, but I got to think they ran it at him knowing he might hesitate a little bit here. Yeah. All right? And... Just watch him at the top of the screen. And he's farthest outside. He's farthest like head outside. up on the outside receiver. Exactly right. His and guy starts to go in. His guy starts to go in. And what I want to just show is just a little bit. Let's just see if we could just watch it in, in like real time a little bit here. Like just a little bit of a – see how he just took a little stutter step in mm-hmm. at first when, the, when Tanyan, Tanyan ran inside? Just a little bit. Like, it's just a little. Look, he just he took like one or two steps yeah. and then stopped and just kind of sat there and looked at Rodgers for a second. So he's over that outside receiver. Right. But it's not man-to-man. It's not man-to-man. Look at all the people he's got. They're going to pass these off, just like we talk about. Yep. Look, you know, this guy here now knows this guy's going. He's going to let him go because he knows there's a guy inside there. So they got it played so perfectly. the two outside receivers who are running towards the middle of the field are going to run into linebackers' areas and all that. you got people for the crossers. Let right. them go. So you got to you got to be really disciplined here and, and before the snap go, you know, you got to be able to tell yourself, like, if my guy goes inside, don't stop or hesitate or anything. i got to get back to my deep third. But it's just enough hesitation, and Rodgers is staring exactly he is. at him. I mean, you can see he's looking him down because that's all that's the play. He's just going, wait, I, I, I hope I can get him to just pause for one second. He goes, who is that? Who is that? And Pete gets in his ear, and Rodgers' ear and goes, that's Deodore Lenore. Attack him. <laughs> that's exactly. Attack him. So we'll continue this. And as you see, now he's getting back. But he took a step inside. He's not as wide as he should be, nor as deep as he should be. Mm-hmm. And Rodgers knows, man, if I throw this ball perfectly, I'm going to kind of outflank him. And he's going to have to turn like he does. Again, it's not horrible defense. He's almost there. He's I mean, it a, takes a perfect throw. It takes the perfect throw. If, if Rodgers underthrows that, then Lenore picks it. You're like, great play. Good yes, job getting exactly back. Exactly right. Even if, he, even if he gets the hand on yeah, it there, it's going to be incomplete. And you go, hey, way to go, man. Way so, to play discipline. So that's not the safety tart. You know, he's it's standing there, but it's not him. No, it's not him. He's, he's there, you know, just to favor this. He's here just to favor this side of the ball, just in case something comes down the middle anything like that, yeah. but ultimately, once that guy breaks out, that's not his responsibility anymore, and as you see, that's what happens, and chalk it up for a touchdown. All right, last one I want to get to yeah. on this game is the play that you talked about with Paul, and it's to get into field goal range, and yeah. it's not the one that ultimately got him into field goal range. It's their first play, uh, the 25-yarder to Devontae Adams. This one comes from Kramer the first. Love the show. Been listening since before you joined NBC. Wow. You existed before NBC? Not to you. I I had no idea. Uh, I'd love to see you break down the first completion from Rodgers to Adams on the drive to set up the winning field goal. So here it is. It's amazing. I mean, it really is. First off, like, good formation, empty set. They got Aaron Jones on the right, right next to the tackle. Tanyan on the left next to the tackle. So they can kind of, like, chip and help the tackles. Right with with you know D Ford and, and Nick Bosa who are phenomenal football players. I mean especially Nick Bosa, he's insane. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have Cobb run like a deep corner route. I believe Lazard runs a go route or something of that on the on the outside to the left side of Rogers. Yeah. Right, and then 
you're going to have Devontae Adams kind of inside release and run a really deep in cut. So which, in talking with Paul, you're like, this doesn't happen. It, I was it, like, this doesn't exist, which layperson here, I'm like, well, that seems pretty basic, a deep in route. Why is that so rare? Well, it, it's not that it's like totally rare. I, you know, and I know Rodgers talked about it's something they tinkered with, right? They drew up or something they, like yeah, that. Like exactly. We invented. He was like, we, no one had ever thought of this before. I, I mean, it's something that he it. saw. Now, I mean, usually, listen, usually like, all right, let's just talk about what we're seeing to the right. Randall Cobb is going to run a deep corner route. Yep. Usually when you have this type of route in this part of the game, what teams do is they run him on an out route, right? They're trying to save some clock time. So may, they make the corner make a decision where it's like, do you want to give us Adams on the 10 or 12-yard out route? Or do you want to get really deep and make sure Randall Cobb doesn't gash us on the deep flag route like you talked about before for a huge play? So the 49ers are perhaps thinking like, okay, it's going to be they're attacking the outside of the field. Here. Yeah, they're thinking they got, what do they have at this point? One timeout, right? No timeout. No timeout. Sorry. So they're, th- they're worried about that. Yeah, I'm wrong. So they're more worried about the sideline type stuff. Yeah. And that's probably where Rodgers probably realized, like, hey, wait, what if we did this, right? And you could see, you know, I think ultimately what they wanted to do was kind of attack this void here, but he didn't have the time to quite do that because it's the 49ers and they have a bunch of freaks at uh, rushing the passer. Yeah. But I would think that's what he changed. Off of that route combination, that's usually what's run. So to me, that's usually to the outside, to the outside. It's usually Adams running the 10 yard out deep corner over the top. But he probably noticed through years of just running the two minute drill in practice and against this coverage where he's just like, hey, what if we change it up and did something a little different? Now, the interesting thing is this. All right. I'm going to play it a little bit more. But like, I'm really not sure he couldn't have hit Cobb like out here for a huge game. That's what the crazy thing is. Going towards the flag on the right sideline there. Uh, yes. I yeah. mean, really, I mean, Aaron Rodgers can make that throw. He's getting a little bit of pressure he now. He is. He is. It, it's, uh, and I believe that's D Ford. Or no, that might be Ecubom, uh, who's running over the left guard a little bit. Right? So you get that. Yeah. So he's moving. And, I mean, there's not much to say other than that maybe he could have thrown the ball deep, like I said. Yes. But more importantly, I mean... Where he had, like, oh, darn it, darn it, darn it. Sorry. Throwing it over the hand of, what, Fred Warner? Well, like, where, when he has to release this, look at where he's, right now. Yeah. He's throwing the ball. Adams is 20 yards down the field. He's 10 yards to the right of Fred Warner still. Yep. Rodgers is, the ball just left his hands. A little bit back foot because he can't step he into can't it totally. He can't step into it. And... Like, he's going to hit him, Adams, over here, 10 yards to the left of where Adams is. And the most, yeah, Adams will be right over Warner with like the perfect ball. I mean, comparable to what we just saw in the other touchdown, where you just go, that's insanity. That's insanity. Fred Warner is the most athletic linebacker in football. So people don't do this to him. He's probably like, as he's dropping, he sees him come in, he's probably like, oh my gosh, he's going to throw it. I'm going to get a pick. I'm going to get a pick. And then he's probably like, whoa. And good for Warner. Good for Warner, too. He kept dropping back because there was no one really in his area. Yeah, he he did not play it wrong. He did not. Like, they're not going to come to him in the meeting on Monday and go, Man, you really messed it up. You you fucked the game up for us, Fred. Maybe you could jump a little higher. Maybe that's the only thing. Do some more squats for us, but. Uh, so that that's, so they're back. The Packers are back. The Packers showed Aaron me Rogers something for sure. That, that, the, the point is, he's amazing. They had the right plan of attack. 
they were physical, and that's why they won the game. I want to move on to the Rams and, and Bucks game, but right at the end of, uh, of this, I want to just say one thing about the clock management for the 49ers. There's a whole lot of uproar from the San Francisco side that Shanahan should have uh, you know, run more time off the clock at the end of their position before they scored the go-ahead touchdown. Remember that? There was like 43 seconds. There were 12 seconds on the play clock. Listen, they don't. Th- he doesn't think they're going to d- get use check wide open over the middle for a 12-yard touchdown. Yes. So they're not going to waste time at that point. Yes. They're worried about we need to run plays. At that we point, we have to score a touchdown. The most important thing is scoring the touchdown. Exactly right. So people are wrong. Stop like second guessing everything like that, that way. And, and Shanahan and clock management. Everybody loves to talk about that. We love we love clock management. Well, it's just all because of Super Bowl 51 with the Falcons, where they, they want to blame the offense coordinator, not the head coach, for the horrible job managing the football game yeah. which is ridiculous to me still but that's where you know no you just you don't know you're going to score at that point he's no. calling plays to score a touchdown you know uh, yeah the most important thing is scoring because i think at that point before yes. that play mm-hmm. the 49ers still had like a 50 50 chance of winning the game right once they scored they had an 85 percent chance of winning so at that point the most important thing is just getting in the end zone yeah do you want to leave rogers as little time as possible sure but if you're going to prioritize things, figure out how to get in the end zone. Yeah. I, so I, what, I, what, I, what did people? So so like this is where people are like, what was the harm in just letting that play clock go down to two? So you then give, you have one more play to score a touchdown. Like yeah. that, you know, that's what I mean. What was the harm? And the harm is now you have one more play. And he's going. Their defense has played us pretty good all night. There's no guarantee I'm going to get more, on that. The one more play. plays you run, the more chance you have at turnovers or, or penalties that you know holding. Right, they take you farther away. So yeah, it was first and ten on the 12 yard line with 43 seconds left. Yeah, when he snapped the ball, and they had all three other timeouts. So that's what people are saying. You had all your three year timeouts. Just take it easy, but okay. Well, he took it easy. Zone. You know, he ran a route that like typically you would think is going to get five, six right. yards over the middle. Yeah, and you're going to go okay. Now we're going to have second, and this is going to be good. But it was the perfect play versus that coverage. The yeah. Packers kind of messed it up. And so, no, it's not clock management. Like, get out of here with that. And you still, once you scored, had an 85% chance of winning. And you still winning, have so one of the best had, defenses in football. Totally. And you're not going, oh, no, they're going to go down the field with no timeouts in 30 second, 37 seconds and do that to us. We thought the, the Bucks had one of the best defenses in football, and they still do. Yeah. They got all those guys back from uh, their Super Bowl winning team. But they go down to my guy, Matt Stafford. And the Rams, 34-24. Um, so you looked at this tape. You saw some of the things that the Rams were able to do against this defense. Yeah. What did you find out? Well, I, I mean, the Rams are, I, I mean, stating the obvious, are really good in just about every area of their football team. You know, that, that's the first thing. And if you play man or quarters coverage like we've seen, or they got ways to attack you and take, take shots down the field. It's just such a more aggressive offense than we've seen from them the last few years. And I think that's what's awesome. And honestly, I I know I've said this the last few times, uh, maybe on the podcast, it's just they're a different animal up front, too, on the offensive side of the ball, just speaking offensively right now. Hmm. There's a little more diversity in their run game. They're better at pass protecting. And to me, that's because of Kevin Carberry, the new offensive line coach. It's something that's jumped out to me right away from week one going – uh, they're a little more detailed and understand how to block different fronts than what I've seen in years past. All right? So, you know, uh, the, the big thing is hard to stop the Rams, what they do. They stay patient with the run. That's where I always give them respect, you know, just to keep you honest. They're never just going to abandon it completely. And they protected well. The, the Bucks front four couldn't really get there. 
Like, you know, they're used to dominating. The Bucks front four has not been kicking butt as far as in the pass game and the pass rush here, you know, uh, early in the season. Um, okay. Let me see. So let's get to the play, right? Okay, gonna... let's do the play. So yeah. here, here, you know, Deshaun Jackson, nice to have him. Nice to have him healthy. Gives you some speed. Not every team has that. Not no. every team has that speed, downfield, deep threat. That's why Deshaun Jackson keeps finding jobs despite, you know, the injury history there. It's because when he's healthy, he just totally changes the complexion of your team, what you can do. You can stretch the field, and perhaps you can stretch it 75 yards for a touchdown against the reigning Super Bowl champions. They seem to stretch it uh, every week right now, pretty much. And, and you know, he, he missed Deshaun Jackson two times in this game where he had him. And he had pressure once, and early in the first drive of the game, he just didn't throw it out there far enough. It would have been another 70-yard touchdown. Another time he had him up the left sideline, I want to say maybe it was the second quarter, and Stafford got hit as he was throwing. I mean, it's walk-in touchdown. It's why, and that's why the Bucks are signing Richard Sherman a little bit, too, because they're going, damn, we, we need some corner help. That's certainly a thing. Hmm. Um, so, all right, well, this play specifically, you got three receivers to the left, right? Tight end to the left, Cooper Cup in the middle, mm-hmm. Robert Woods all the way out on the outside on the left. Deshaun Jackson's a single receiver to the right. Yep. Schaff- Stafford's in the shotgun. And he's got Sony Michelle offset to his right. So right? third down and ten. Rams have the ball at their own twenty-five. They're up a touchdown. Second half has just started here. Yes, and and typically, all right. Just with these type of formations, I'm going to stand up here now. Like typically with these type of formations here, you get like, um, hey, th- th- there's certain route combinations. You're you know, okay, well, you get this guy going that way. This guy runs an out route, and this guy runs a short out route, and that usually means this guy runs an in cut. Right, so Stafford could go deep to out route to in cut to okay. Here's a check down, right? So it's like okay, one, two. There's the second read, and there's the third read, right? So that is like definitely something a lot of NFL offenses run, where it's like hey, if Stafford starts looking to the left, usually it means that single receiver on the right is going to come into the picture and right. come that way. Because you're well. thinking they're going to run a pattern around 10 yards, trying to pick up the first trying down. Trying to get the here. first down, exactly right. So you're, 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 you're really thinking that. And I'm sure there's pretty high numbers of, like, in this formation, once they do some certain combination over here where this single receiver does come inside. Yeah. I guarantee the numbers probably said that. All right? So either way, what you're going to have here – and I can't even remember. I had to go back to the all. We'll show the all 22 in a second. But really, Deshaun Jackson's going to run a fake in cut and go. All right? That's what he's going to do. He shouldn't really get it against this coverage. He really shouldn't. The Bucks kind of mess it up here. There's no doubt about that. So, all right, let's watch. Here we go. You see Stafford kind of looking to his left, right? Mm-hmm. As you can tell here. You see Deshaun Jackson up here in the top of the screen. Yeah. He goes out, right? Boom. Stafford has pretty good pass protection. Touchdown right off the bat. They all had right? him covered. They were just five yards away from well, him. Well, yeah. So, um, we, and we have an all-22 here. So I want to go to that next now. So mm-hmm. cool. There's Deshaun Jackson. But this is what I want to show. So, again, see what I mean here? This is what I want to show here more than anything. Okay. Is... Look! Look what we got here. It's going to be three receivers. The three receivers side of the left is Woods is going to run a curl route. This guy's going to run the deep corner route over the top. You got the tight end to the left going to chip and then go out. It's a three uh-huh. level throw, you know. And basically, what he would look at is this curl route for number one. And if he notices the corner getting real, you know, peaky on it, 
or peeking on it, then you maybe you throw the whole shot over the top. Right? So do you think this play was designed to hit one of those receivers on the three receiver side? I think side? This, this play was to make you think we're going to throw it over there. If they got a certain coverage, they were going to throw it over here. Yeah. But if they got any too deep coverage, I guarantee he was told during the week, hey, look to your left, but this is when we want to take our chance on the backside. We mm-hmm. got something special for him. And you'll see as he comes up, Deshaun he's going to run Deshaun Jackson on the right side. You're going to run a little stutter and boom, go up the sideline. Now, the, the issue here for the Bucks and where they screw it up, it's two-man. It's two-man. It, and what I mean by two-man is it's too deep, too deep. It's man on him, man on him, man on him, man on him. Ross Cockrell, who's new to this, he blows it and doesn't know what he's doing. He ends up over here playing zone, but it doesn't matter for the sake of this, all right? Mm-hmm. He's the only guy here that's not playing the coverage right, unless they're playing some combination coverage that I've never seen before in the history of football. So Deshaun Jackson should have man coverage with a safety helping. He's got – they're basically – he's almost him. doubled right here. Yes. As you can see right here. I mean, look at the top of the screen here. I mean, he is doubled. And when you have two man, his job is to stay underneath Carlton Davis – Four, you stay underneath for an in-cut or if he runs the out route, okay. right? You don't have to worry about getting deep. We have a guy back there, yeah. right? Well, or do you? Or, or do you? And that's where it gets really cool because look at, look at Mike Edwards right here. Mike Edwards right here yeah. as Stafford comes back and looks and he sees a little bit of the move inside, he can't help himself. And what you really want to say is, dude, that's not your job. Carlton Davis is going to be underneath him and let him cover that route there. He's trying to come up, make a big hit on an in route. Third and ten, he's going, wait, I've seen this play on film. They do this a lot. Let me stop the 12-yard completion so they don't get the first down, right? I mean, like, his instincts are right in a lot of ways. And if he would have thrown it, it would have been been like, oh, great reaction. But you're exactly right. But you see here, look, Carlton Davis doesn't do the greatest job at the top of the route. But he's waiting for some sort of breaking in or out, right, yeah. to play underneath it. And Edwards just can't help himself and takes a step and then stumbles and falls. And when you're a quarterback and you see the safety on all fours, you're ready to pounce. It's That's usually, an indication. That, that, that usually is, 100%. I mean, look at first off the way Stafford sells it. Like, look at this right here. First off, as he's dropping back, and I'll just, like Stafford, just everybody keep your eye on him. He... He does a great job. Oops, let me get that off the screen. Just as he gets it, he's looking to his left, like looking to his left, right? Yeah. But look right here, just like right here. He looks back to the middle of the field. I think just to make sure, wait, did I get the two deep look that we talked about all week in meeting? Oh, I did. And then he goes back to the left. Let me look to the left to sell it a little bit more. And then boom, he was, touchdown. He was working the shoulders, definitely. definitely. Was like, wait, oh, a little oh. shoulder, like he dropped back. He went, he, he got the ball, he dropped back. He was like, okay, wait, he's he is going where I thought he was. Let me stare down over here so everybody thinks we're going to go over here. And now that safety will also think, oh, here, here comes Deshaun Jackson on the crosser. And then, you know, he gives it a split second. Okay, wait, Vita Vea is coming. I got to get back over there, hurry up and take advantage of this. And then, of course, yeah, when he was probably mid-motion, was like, oh, my gosh, he's wide open. This is going to be a touchdown. WZ Caldwell, do you think the Rams are now the favorites in the NFC? I mean, it's them or the Bucks. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're, they're to me, they're still, you know, neck and neck. I'm not going to – it's week three. It's, the, you know, 
home opener for the or no, it's not the home opener, but the, of course a big game at home. Yeah. Um, the Rams are playing the best football right now. Let me just say that the Bucks are really good, and I wouldn't be shocked. And I, I picked this as my NFC Championship game right here. You know, I did not think the Rams were going to be rolling to this extent Already. this quickly. It'd be kind of like the Bucks of last year. Remember in the first exactly few weeks, right. we're like, oh, they're, they're gonna Brady's find learning the, the system. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're going to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they figured it out. They figured it out. Yes, Matt they Stafford's have. awesome. Yes, he is. Yeah, you have. Uh, the Rams this week versus Arizona, uh, what trouble do you think the cards could give them? Anything well, different, a different look? Well, it, it's just the Kyler Murray effect is the real issue when you got to play the so Cardinals. The just Rams because defense, now, yeah. yeah, for the Rams defense, you're going, okay, wait, we played Brady. We know where he's going to stand in the pocket. Now we got to worry about Kyler Murray and all the movement he does. But the Rams are built for this. They're built for it. It's the fastest defense in football. Their front four is legit. They do a great job of they can play five-man fronts, right, where you go, man, it's a five-man front. I don't really want to run the ball in this look. And because they have freaks on the edge and Leonard Floyd and Terrell Lewis or, or uh, Hollins who just got hurt, you know, they can go, okay, here's five guys. But one of these freaky linebackers might drop out, right. and he can really cover and cover zone and, and, and really be a nuisance that way. Like, they're extremely athletic. So, and, of course, they're, they're fast. So they were built almost in a way to, to stop Russell Wilson in a lot of ways, with, I think, in mind. And now they got a guy who's faster than Russell Wilson, but it's still the same mantra, keep him in the pocket. we got speed to chase him down. Um, Rams defense, for, for my money, is... I don't even know where they're ranked, but I would say that's the best defense in football. I would. I mean, I, let me let me just look to see where they are right now. I mean, because it's just the play, they're 20th in football right now, so it's nothing special. You got two of the top They've playmakers some yards. in the game yeah. on the defensive side. They've got to have moments. Darn, they make darn. it happen. Right. They got. They make it happen. Um, so yeah, I, I I think a lot of the Rams, and of course, a lot of yards are compiled by Brady here late in the game when they were really down. Yeah, and he ended up throwing for four hundred. So what did, yards. what did they do? That that's their challenge this week is stopping Kyler. What did they do to stop stop Brady when well, they did? Yeah, the first off, they they find a lot of creative ways to pressure the quarterback with only rushing four and maybe sometimes three and the occasional five-man rush where they just get five one-on-ones and they can get after you. So they're very calculated risk-type blitzing football team, calculated risk coverage team. Like They barely ever, ever just go all-out blitz and we're just going to give you four one-on-ones and do that. No. But they might go, it looks like all-out blitz, but we're going to drop a bunch of people and on third and five, we know you might try to throw the ball over the middle for six yards and... It's going to be confusing, and we're going to take away what you want. You know, they might take a chance and let you have something over the top, but it's such controlled chaos at times, too. It's hard for the quarterback to quite figure it out before it hits him or Aaron Donald's on his ass and you know about to hit him. And he's going, oh, man, that was a coverage where I could have gone deep and I couldn't do it. So they have a great blend of, yeah, I guess calculated aggressiveness at times, yeah. being sound, talent, and Raheem Morris is one of the best D coordinators in football. And we have one play yeah, let's show that. by Kenny Young. Well, I think the cool thing here, too, is just... This is late in the game. Bucks down two touchdowns. Actually, mid-third quarter. Yeah. And they, they, the speed of the Rams' front gave them issues all game long. I was worried about the Rams kind of being pushed around by the Bucks. The one thing I didn't take into account for is man, the Bucks are kind of big and lumbering up front. And they had problem blocking the Rams in space. Now, this play here is like, this is just a good job of game planning 
and getting your guy matched up against a small pass protecting back. I'm not going to. So, so this is, this is really. They're like, only rushing four. No. The Rams, I, right? I, yes, they're rushing four, right? With a with a uh, t- with Tavon Young coming in, uh, not ta- is it Tavon Young? That's not Tav. Is it Tavon Young? Kenny, Kenny Young, Young. Excuse me, I got my my Youngs mixed up. Yeah, they're doing that. Let me just see. There's six fours. He got a deep safety back there, right? And you know the the beauty of this play is just the fact that yeah, okay, they're going to give you a different weird look. All right, I'm going to stand up here to where. You're not sure what back backers blitzing yeah, out of these two, two in the you middle. You got three D linemen who are rushing, right? And you got two linebackers standing there. And you're like, oh, which one's which one's coming? And here? that's where they're good at playing games. I mean, they could send this guy and this guy, and then these two. Here's Terrell Lewis, who I'm talking about, and Floyd. They mm-hmm. drop out, so you're never sure what four or five or three are going to come. That's where they keep you guessing. Because as it is, what happens here is you got your right tackle, Tristan Wirfs, just. You know, got nothing to do. No, and because they're expecting, like, hey, one, two, three, four come. One uh, Brady, Brady ID'd this guy. That's why these three linemen go this way, right? Which now leaves Young for the back. And I think Brady, as this is playing out, is probably going, wait, this must be some sort of man coverage the way this looks. And I think this guy has Giovanni Bernard in pass protection. I don't think he's actually going to blitz. Well, you can see Taylor Rapp right here didn't go with the motion with the tight end across the formation. See that? He kind of acted like he was going to go. Watch how he kind of does it. And this is where they're very good at disguising. Look, and then he just kind of stops and stays, right? Because he's like, I don't need to go over there. We're playing zone. You know, they do give you a lot of bastard looks where you go, wait, everything they did pre-snap told me it was man-to-man, and oh, no, it's not. It's a zone. They're very good at that. And there you see, it's drop. It's total zone coverage. They're playing for something over the middle with Floyd and Rap, right? They're playing for something over here at second and six. They don't want, you know, maybe a Gronk or O.J. Howard or somebody in here coming in here in this situation. So what you but, have up front now is you have a back blocking the linebacker, well, you Kenny said Young. It, right. And they Tristan Wirfs blocking nobody. Nobody, right. And, and really the right guard not doing that. The right man. guard, yeah, he's kind of in between here with 91, like helping out. But, yeah, ultimately when you have five linemen and you only have four pass rushers, You'd like your five linemen to take the four pass rushers and let our back be free, get out on the route or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, they kind of fooled Brady through good game planning. And, and listen, a lot of quarterbacks would have got a fool. I'm not blaming, blaming Brady here. And this will be always an issue with Giovanni Bernard in the game. When big linebackers blitz Giovanni Bernard, who's a small pass-catching third down back, and teams are always going to try to do this as long as he's in the game. And I know he's hurt for a few weeks. But that will be a theme for him. Like, hey, can we get our linebacker on him? Because we, we'll run him over, hmm. right? And you see here Kenny Young, he just he absolutely steamrolls him, him over. And, yeah. that's o- and that's over. And when, you when know, you're a back and you're dancing around the guy that you just didn't block around your quarterback getting uh, hogtied, bad feeling. Right. You know, that's like a safety on all fours. No, uh, Similar feeling. <laughs> yes, yes. And, like, hey, they're fast and chaotic up here. Yep. You know, they're basically on this run in something like that, crossing route, and I think somebody else comes inside here. 
And you could tell, look at, I mean, the Rams, all their eyes on the quarterback, they're reading Brady. Yeah. And they're getting pressure and only they're getting pressure. Four, so right. it's like they have it covered. Jalen Ramsey's here. Yeah. They're all watching. And, of course, I think they're the fastest defense in football. And, you know, good game planning, good game planning by Raheem Morris with really good talent. Um, that, that means you're the Rams and you're undefeated. So here's the question. Yeah. You know, Brady's got another defense he has to face this Sunday. Yeah. Have you heard about this game? I, you know, I haven't. You're going back to Foxborough. Oh, yeah. I didn't First know time. about that. Uh, Sunday Night Football. Uh, he, this one is from You Evolving. It says, just wait and see. The New England defense in single digits. Unconventional numbers to confuse Brady. Well, oh, the single digit numbers. That's right. They, they're going to be all jacked up. They will find ways to confuse Brady, I'm sure. I mean, nobody breaks down offenses better than that. Man, it's not going to be just about Brady. They're going to understand how to break down Leftwich and Bruce Arians' offense. That's what it'll be about. And they are another team that's you know, brilliant in finding ways a lot of time to get pressure with four guys or just five guys and not have to compromise everything in the back end. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what Belichick and Belichick got you know, for Arians and Leftwich and Brady on that side of the ball. The Patriots defense is really good. Mm-hmm. I know they're one and two right now, but they're, you know, but they are very good. Like they played really good last week. They just, their offense kind of fucked it up on both of their losses. Here's the question yeah. Can the New England offense do enough against that Tampa Bay defense? Because Mac Jones, well, he hasn't been bad, right? right? There have been some interceptions, not all his fault, some yep. bouncing off of receivers' hands. Mm-hmm. He has put up some of, I think, your least favorite stat line is yeah. the. 20 of 30 for 117 yard type yeah. stat line. That wasn't his, but yeah, you know, know no, you no mean. real big plays. No. And I was looking at it, and week one, his average intended air yards. That's how far you're throwing the ball downfield on intended passes, not not just completed ones. Was 26th in the NFL. Yeah. Week number two, third from last. Yeah. Now last week, ironically, the offense didn't look very good, but he was 12.1 yards per intended pass uh second most in the nfl so i guess they did throw the ball down the field a little bit more last week they tried which didn't seem he, yeah he they, you're right they tried right they didn't complete a whole lot of those no um but w- w- what's the issue here why, why aren't they getting the big plays is it mac is it the offense it's a little all of it it's, yeah. a, it's a little everything like you know i i said monday hey yeah you'd like to see mac maybe make a little a few more like unreal throws listen mac's done a good job it, it, like, does his look impress me as compared to Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence? No, it does not. I like the way they look more. I, I, I do. Now, he's got a better team around him than both of those guys, all right? But, like, the Patriots are not playing necessarily Patriot football yet. I tried to say this. to they got a lot of people that haven't been Patriots before that are now Patriots, and they're, it's a hard offense to learn. There's a lot of rules, as you've heard me say. And I think the big thing is, yeah, certainly he could play better. But, man, when I go back and watch, it's just – I think the first thing is they haven't been as dominant in the run game as I would have expected. The offensive line, the run game have not killed people like I would have thought they would have. Pass protection-wise, man, they called a few plays last week where he's going to have some people open – and they just didn't protect or pass off a stunt or it was a one-man pressure and it was a four- or five-man pressure, right? And they didn't do it the right way. And then add on to the fact that it's a rookie who makes a rookie mistake every now and then, and they don't really have a game-breaker like, oh, wait, they're playing man-to-man. It's one-on-one. They're not going to be able to run with this guy. They don't have that guy. And I think all of that is it. They want to get big plays 
right now with the way they're built with sledgehammer up the middle, sledgehammer up the middle, sledgehammer up the middle. And now, oh, it's a play-action pass, and we got a post on a deep crosser going down the field. There's some sort of combination like that. And they don't have that working enough right now. And um, trust me, they don't want to be throwing 51 times a game with their yeah. rookie quarterback. Yeah, for so, five yards of completion. So. so does he have right? So does that make sense? I guess that those, yeah, totally. those, are, the, those are the issues with the, the Patriots right now. And not all the rookie quarterbacks are going to look like Justin Herbert did last year or Joe Burrow did last year. Um, yeah. and speaking of Herbert, they went into Kansas City. And won. Yes. And really, a lot of times in that game, he may have looked like the better quarterback. You agree with that? Well, yeah. He's playing cleaner football right now, for sure. I mean, there's no question about that. I'm not going to say he's better than Patrick Mahomes yet. No. But in that game, there were times where you go, if you you knew nothing else about the history of the quarter, you'd say, I I like that Herbert guy. He's... He's definitely one of the top quarterbacks in football, so we can we can end that speculation. I mean, yeah. he is that. He's in that conversation for what do you what do you want to call him? Top five, top six, top seven, whatever. He's around that area. All right, and he's playing the game by the book right now. That's the biggest thing. Playing the game by the book, and then okay, every now and then they're reading the book, and he's going, yeah, he's kind of covered, but I'll throw a laser in there, and you know we'll still get a completion, yeah. or I'll put the ball in the perfect spot. Defense won, and that's where he's special. The better team on the field to me was still the Kansas City Chiefs when I watched that game back. Hmm. Definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But Chiefs just keep fucking it up. I don't know any other way to say it, right? They do. I mean, they were kind of steamrolling them early. The Chiefs are made to come out and jump out on you, and it's Mahomes and the weapons, and oh my gosh, and we're in Kansas City, and we're down 10 nothing, and we're down 17 nothing, and now Spagnolo and the Chiefs defense doesn't have to worry about the run as much, and he can get in all his crazy coverages and blitzes and disguises, right. and now you're fucked because now you're playing a game you don't want to play because the Chiefs offense put the pressure on you. The Chiefs yeah. offense has not put the pressure on the Ravens in the last quarter and a half where they were up by 11, and you could have won the game and have been over. And then, of course, this game, they start out the, th- the first three series, they go right down the field. They're going right down the field. Stupid no-look interception. Tyreek Hill fumble over the middle. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fumble the next drive as they're driving. So, listen, I don't give a shit who you are. You do that kind of crap, you're going to lose a football game. So, to, to me, and I know I'm talking a lot here, but there's a few points I want to make about the Chiefs right now. That's the whole point of this podcast, Chris. Okay, well, I, I like you lot. talking, too. Yeah. Um, to me, the point with the Chiefs right now is this. Until they prove that they can be like Tom Brady with the Patriots or Drew Brees with the Saints, right, where they can go, oh, you're going to play all these umbrella safe defenses, right? Okay, great. Until they prove they can go like, oh, we're a machine and we can go 10 plays, 80 yards every time if you want to play this and we're going to score touchdowns and you go ahead, keep playing that bend, don't break. Yeah. Right now, teams are going, let's not give up the big play. And I think they'll get impatient and do something stupid and mess it up. And they've been proven right. So I think this leads to our play. It's a good question from uh, Junton PD. Self-scout thyself. I love Mahomes, but he's been part of the problem these past two games. Definitely. Something he needs to work on, which he did well in the Cleveland game and the first half of the Baltimore game, is trust the pocket. Just because you got hit last play doesn't mean bail this play. And I think that kind of leads in, and, and you talked about this too, getting out to that big lead. And you think that there were opportunities for Patrick yeah. to trust his O-line and to trust the play and get out to that big lead in the first quarter. Right. Well, I mean, first off, the no-look interception to start on the first drive. Listen, I love Patrick Mahomes. He's the man. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
Just look at him and throw the ball. He's going to walk in for a touchdown, or he's going to get yeah. down to the one-foot line. You don't get sponsorship deals by just looking at the guy. No, like there's a time to do it. that and a time not to. But right now, coming off a tough loss, it's the first series of the game. You're not in your groove totally yet. Like, no. Negative Ghost Rider, okay. I know you're the man, right? And here's the other thing. Just a broad topic about before we break this play down. Okay. I do think he's predetermining some plays every now and then, not really going through the read completely, going like, oh, they're going to play this coverage. This won't be here. Let me just look at this guy. There's a little bit of that going on. You've got to stay true to your reads no matter what, just like we've seen in some of these other plays. Got to stay, you don't know. The defense could mess up. They could have changed the coverage as you're coming off a play-action pass. They could have a different rule that week for cover three where you know this safety goes down and cuts a crosser, and you might have a post. You can't just make up your mind and go, well, I won't have a, this, this, this play against this coverage. You can't do that. That's where you get yourself into like bad habits, and then you start missing plays. Other thing is I want to explain about the Chiefs, and, and, and you tell me if I explain this the right way. Everybody's talking about, well, if you play deep coverages and just keep them in front of you and don't let up the big plays, yeah, okay, I, we get that. But, like, people play the Bucks and the Rams and the Cowboys in deep, safe coverages too, and they still get fucking deep plays. They still do it. So there's something there they're missing on the offensive side of the mm-hmm. ball to where they either got to end the game, realize, wait, when we get in these formations, they're playing us like this, and we expected that, and I drew up a few screw-you plays this week to stop that. Yeah. Or they call two plays in a huddle, like, hey, we're expecting to get this, and we're going to run this play, but, hey, Patrick, you know, check to blah, 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 blah in case you get this coverage because let's take a shot and burn them. Let's not let them do that to us. There's got to be something of that nature. Well, it's the whole point of having Tyreek Hill and Mecole Hardman, some of the fastest dudes in the NFL. Exactly right. Is that you can bust a coverage even if they are trying to prevent you exactly from going Exactly right. Deep. So to me, like again, I know everyone's trying to say, well, you just keep them in front of you. There's a lot of awesome offenses in football where defenses are playing them and going, we got to keep – Like, do you think like the Bucks didn't know that about the Rams last week? Yeah. It still didn't fucking matter because he was like, wait, I know they're going to play this coverage when they go play safe. And I'm going to dial it up something here to still screw that. Yeah. And the Chiefs have a little bit of like, no, this is what we do. We're just going to run this, and he'll execute it the right way. And okay, that's great, but everyone's taking away the shots because they know the, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. And now it's a check down to Kelsey for seven. And that's all good, but then you better execute and be like surgical, like we were talking right. about, to then bring the defenses up and go, we're not going to die a slow death anymore. Our boss is a... That's yeah, right. That's my boss right there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Censor, censoring us. You're from Boston. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. There hasn't been that many. Actually, I don't know that for I a fact. I don't know either. They, I think they all blend that. Yeah. yeah okay. Our boss is caught my two boss, here. My boss. And he's been literally standing there for 30 seconds. Well, he's good thing two. our boss bought the, the, the bleep button in the back <laughs> control room to do that. All right? There you have no button. <laughs> Kristen has to put that in herself. But. Sorry, Kristen. I'm uh, sorry. Kristen uh, is. All right. So. Let's get to this play, all right? You're, you're going to see here, it's two tight ends set, mm-hmm. right? By, first quarter, no score, five minutes to go in the first quarter, first and ten. There's a big play opportunity here. Second play of the drive. Second play of the drive. They just went down to Mahomes through the interception. They made the Chargers go three and out, and they got the ball back in great field position. They're, as I was trying to tell you, they're controlling the game early, all right? And... Here you go with a play like, you see, we got Tyree killing a tight split. I think this is uh, DeMar- um, Demarcus Robinson. You got tight end, tight end for protection. 
They're going to run a little play-action fake to the left. Mahomes is going to fake it, turn his back for a second, set up. So how many routes do we have on this play? So really, it's really like it's a two-man route with the tight ends just running some check down in case, like, nothing's open downfield. All right? Um, I'm just going to go and, and – uh, all right, so here's – let me just show you the play first. We second. don't have the all 22 no. of this. So, so you're going to have to take have my to word tr- a We have to trust you. you got to trust me. We have and, to and, trust and you. And I'll give you the info and, you, and enough di- evidence to go, oh, yes, you, we can't trust him. You're He's part right. of the trust tree. So here you go, Tyree Kill, right? He's going to run a post route against quarters coverage. Okay. They're playing quarters over here. Okay? This side is going to be cover two corner, cover two safety. It's – what we would call quarter, quarter, half, all right? All right, that's the coverage we got right here. Okay. All right, so now you're going to see play action pass, all right? Oh, I was wrong to the the wrong side. You see the two tight ends. They kind of give a chip block, right? Mm -hmm. And this is where I want to pause it. Oh, let me just go back. I'm sorry, this is Tyreek on the right Tyreek down here, right. Tyreek here, I think this is Conley up top here. And like I said, here's Tyreek. And he's going to run here, and it's basically going to end up man-to-man on him and Davis, and he's going to bend him out and then go. Just like we saw George Kittle run you know, against the Green Bay Packers team. This is another quarters beater. West Coast guy, Andy Reid, John Gruden, McVay, Shanahan, like I told you, right? And here, this just shows you, look, here's quarters, here's quarters, right? This is not your too deep look, and you can see this safety's deep, and, and here's the corner up here right now. He's, you know, worried about something in the flat and the D-gap run responsibility in case he's got to do that. But as I've told you with quarters, you know, his job is not necessarily just go back. That's not what they're there to do, right? So as we play it. So Tyreek is is kind of doing an in. And you can see he's kind of flat-footed, right? This, uh, And I'm going to show it. This flat, uh, Adderley. It's kind of flat-footed because he's playing quarters for maybe he's going to run an in-cut, some sort of crossing route like this, right? That's where he's kind of looking, something in his area to where he's going to have to drive up and get it, all right? Now, you can see right here, there goes Tyreek. Now he's leaning back out, right? Right. So this is a situation where the corner has to stay with him? Corner has to stay with him. And his job now over here... He's not passing him off to the safety. He's not he's passing him off. Because now the safety's looking for crossers in other directions. And he knows as this... He's starting to see that right the there. And he knows the he's other got side. somebody coming to his side. Because this, this safety is way out here. And then you see the cover two corner here, right? So, and uh, Pete just said, I think this is McCole Hardman. I was wrong. I think I said it was Demarcus Robinson. All right, so now you see... But here's my, my point is this. Let's watch Mahomes in the pocket the whole time, okay? He never, look at where Mahomes' eyes are right now. Yep. He never even looks at Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Tyreek is coming open for a, for a bomb, for a 75-yard or whatever it is. They're, they're, on the, they're on the 39-yard line. That's if he true. just throws the ball five yards deep at the end zone, it's going to have an easy touchdown. You know, again, this is where you're going to have to trust me. Somebody can go look it up on you know, uh, film or whatever. He bends him out and goes and has Davis four yards behind him. It's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. I don't know what Mahomes is doing here. I really don't. But I can tell you, and you could see right here, Right? You can see Mahomes. Look at his eyes, everybody, as we watch this. He never looks at Tyreek Hill. At no point does he look at him. He's almost looking like at the crosser. I don't know actually what he's looking at. I really don't. 
I, I really don't. Because that, but the, here's the last thing I want to show. Here's that safety we talked about. Tyreek Hill's gone. So it's just part of the evidence of why you can trust me. All right, everybody? Right. I promise you it was quarters over there. But just, just an example of them being a little off, him being a little bit off, him predetermining, him being too much of a showman right now. And I think they just got to get back to basics a little bit. I'm not panicked about the Chiefs. They should be able to get back to basics against Philadelphia. They're Philadelphia this week? I haven't even looked right? at the next week's at schedule. Philly. Yeah, they're at Philly. Um, I mean, you're, you're right about that? Yes, you are right about that. Yeah, I, that tells you where I am. I'm still on last week. I don't even know who's playing yet next week all the way. Yeah. In some but, of I mean, that, that we saw what Dallas did against him. Right. Da- now, you know, yeah, Dallas gives you a different look as far as they can run the ball, and that's going to scare teams. Chiefs ran the ball a little bit last week. So hopefully they can find that just a little bit of balance to keep teams respecting. But I think the point still holds true, that it's on the offense. That's where their money, their assets are, and they've dropped the ball. And the the offense has let these other teams off the hook, in my opinion, right now. And Mahomes is not playing his best football. Final thing of the podcast, Chris. Yeah. It's time for me to take over the clicker. Oh, baby. So I've got one. Kristen, if you want to transfer me over to the – the microphone that I'm wearing here so I can stand up. Look at this guy. I show off my pants Woo! for the first time. It's a good color. Okay, so what we got here is a, is a host standing up right and now. Red is coming through the Red's bottom of the shirt. Red's coming through. Thank Looking God good, we couldn't man. see that till now. Looking good. Um, so here we go. So I did a little, I was looking at the little film. That's why I love here. you. That's why uh, I love you. I was looking at some film, and I thought this place stood out to me for a lot of the reasons, the things that you tell me about. Why are you, you standing know? over here? Go back to your side. Because the button's over here. The oh, clear you're right. is okay, over here. Fine. Why? Are you COVID protocols? Valid point. Valid COVID. point. I just didn't like you that close to me. I got no clue. Would well, you want to go over there? But I've been sitting there. <laughs> we got problems. Uh, okay, so this is, uh, uh, this is Arizona yeah. versus uh, Jacksonville. Right. Crucial part in the game. Crucial part in the game. Jacksonville's got the lead. Right. They can go up more if this play works. It's the flea flicker play. Right. If so this play works, they, they might. It's nineteen seventeen right okay, now. They're up two. Yep. They're up two. The, the the they were up nineteen to ten. The 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 start of the second half, the Cardinals went right down the field and scored to make it nineteen seventeen. Yep. But they're still in the lead and kind of been controlling the game up to this point. So and now they're going to try to get the big play. Yes. The flea flicker play. Yeah. Which I give them credit. I love when teams try to do something a little sure. crazy and, and go for big play here. Uh, so what happens here? There's a couple things that I want to point out. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you're big F up the play guy, right? Yeah. This is WWFT Wednesday. Right. Uh, so hold on. Let me, you F know, up the play. Trevor Lawrence is underneath the center. Trevor right. Lawrence is underneath center. Tight end and receiver to the left. Tight end, receiver to the left. He's got two receivers to the right down here on the bottom. Yep. Right? It's yeah. actually a, a 86, I believe, is a tight end as well. Going yeah, in motion here. I'll do a so they're line. trying to make you think we're going to run the ball, right? Yeah. Yep. We're going to run the ball. And just as you point this out, too, what coverage are we getting from the Cardinals right now? Quarters coverage. It looks probably. quarters, right? What's well, a great that, time to take a chance? Great right. time to take a chance. Right. So that's what we're going to do here. So let's, uh, let's play it. I'm going to play it here. And then we're going to go forward here, slow motion. Um, yeah, just play it and pause it. Okay. The slow motion oh, here is we too go. slow. Okay, here we go. So. We got a little – here's the handoff right yeah. here, right? So you got run action. Yep. Everyone's reacting to the run. We got seven blockers yep. in. Both yep. side tight ends stayed in. Hold on a second here. I want to see this guy right here. Look at that. J.J. J. Watt. Watt. Fucking the play up. So this is our, this is our F the play up. Yep. So watch, watch this. Watch this. We got – we're double teaming him. Or at least we're, I think that's the idea. Well, you should be. <laughs> we're double teaming it. We, got, we do have a lineman here. 
Andrew Norwell. Doing a pirouette. I don't know what he's doing. A little bit of a pirouette. But he's the issue with the play. We have a better angle of it. He's so got to protect. He's got to protect the inside against J.J. Watt there. I don't really know why he's spinning out like that. I don't. I'm so, still confused by it. Okay. So, but here's the deal. So you're yeah. supposed to double team him. We got a little bit of a pirouette. That's not good. The running back Pause pitches. Pause okay, it. Hold on. Hold on. Right now. Look at the look at the play. First off, just show everybody. So he, this is another part. So JJ yeah. Watt is at the play. He's at the play. He certainly some, Trevor Lawrence has issues right he now. He had some help, but if JJ Watt is not there, yeah. What is what is he seeing? Look at this guy. Yeah. DJ, DJ Shark, Shark is gone. Gone. He's got five yards of separation. Buda Baker came down to, for the run fake. It worked. The it flea worked. flicker, it worked. It worked. You got the safety to bite, yep. and now you got Chark wide open for a touchdown. Yeah, touchdown. But because J.J. Watt effed up the play, yep. and let's, let's run it, boom, throws it short, interception, boom. Yeah. Let's, oh, so, and let's go to the, uh, the other angle here, which take us into the film room here. Yeah, Chris. Right. Because this is just a it's a bad it's a bad moment if you're uh, oh, well, hold on. Circle hold Andrew on. Norwell. Okay, all right. So hold on. Uh, Go back. He's a right bit. here. He's yeah, right, right here. There. He's right. right here. Right. I don't understand what he's doing. All he all he needs to do is slide to his right, just like the rest of the offensive line is doing, and keep his left arm on JJ Watt as a presence. I'm really not sure what he's doing. I don't know if he thought there was a blitzer out there that he was responsible of. But either way, that is horrible technique, and it is the ruin, the, the bad part of the play. It ruins it. And then a rookie compounds a mistake and makes two mistakes. Trevor I'm going to stand up throwing with the, throwing the pick here. Yeah. All right. So, here it is. so there it is. Do you want to take the I'm controller? I'm going to take it just for a second Go just for because it. it's cool. It was I'm such really... a good play that we picked here. Uh, you, you picked. You are the man. Like really, so everybody knows. Like Ahmed, like we get a little rundown last night. Of just things we're gonna talk about, and like we here's the plays to we're gonna here's the plays we're gonna break down. And Ahmed's like, "Can I pick a play? Can I pick a play?" That's at least what I picture you <laughs> saying through text. That's how I'm reading it. I got a play I want to show, and that's why you are awesome. But I mean, you said it right. You explained it right. And you know, all week I bet you he was taught as far as he Trevor Lawrence right yeah. is like, hey, if you get pressure. Or if the deep shot's not open, we just want you to throw right here to the tight end. He'll be open, and you just check it down to him. Okay, yes. Again, in practice, that's nice. In the meeting room, that's nice. you got to see throws, and especially when you got somebody in your face and you're going to throw the ball off your back foot and not be able to get real power behind it, right? And that's where he gets screwed. And that's where, like, this dude right here, number seven, Byron Murphy – you know, Buda Baker, they got some guys in their secondary who just have tremendous feel for football. They're just football players. And, yeah, he's burned, and he's getting back, but he starts to realize that there is a guy coming up the sideline, and you see him start to make that break, and he's got incredible, incredible ball skills. And that's just one, like, look at everybody. Look at Trevor Lawrence. You can't throw a ball like that, you know, 10 yards or from where he is, 22 yards downfield off your back foot with J.J. Watt pushing you and do this. And this is, again, where, hey, him, Zach Wilson, you know, Mac Jones, to a lesser extent, doesn't try to make those kind of plays just yeah. because he's not as physically gifted as them. I mean, you probably can't do that in college either. No, you know? no, I mean, you, you, just... for the most part, no, exactly right. And, uh, 
That was the end of the game for them, where they really kind of controlled the game. Yes. And they got dominated from this point on. Then it was like a blowout for the Cardinals. Blowout like, for the oh, Cardinals. That was an easy win. No doubt. No but doubt. But it all changed with that one play, J.J. Watt, F up the play. Ahmed Farid and coming Ahmed through Fareed in the clutch. No one else saw that but You're the me. man. Anything else you want to talk about or answer? Is anybody other uh, questions? I think that's, uh, no, I, I think that's um, Jacksonville's at Cincinnati this week. And I'm excited for that Thursday Night Football. And I, and I heard you um, talk about you don't want to jump to conclusions on any of these rookie quarterbacks, which is good, right? Yeah. And they're not all in great situations. Let's not write their, 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 their future after three games. But, but we did see something from Joe Burrow, and there wasn't a whole lot of talent, although they do have wide receiver talent, yeah, and they yeah. did last year. Right. And we did see something from Justin Herbert pretty much right away. So it's not like rookie quarterbacks can't pop immediately. Right. No, you're right. Joe Burrow, really well-schooled coming into the NFL, was playing in the Joe Brady offensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers offense, Sean Payton offense, to where he was ready for NFL football like a Mac Jones right away. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said it, he had some weapons, and the offense was basically very similar to the one he ran in college. So he was allowed to hit the ground running. Yeah, you know. And you're right; he did a lot of good things. The game, their 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 offense was meant to get the ball out of his hands and throw it five and ten yards, and he'll make great decisions and perfect, accurate throws and tear you up that way. So it was made from that way. And Joe Burrow's special that way. He's he's just he's. He's a natural at the position. Maybe not the most godly gifted arm in football, but a natural at the position. Herbert's a freak of nature, as I tried to tell people. And he got into a situation, again, where it was a borderline playoff caliber football team that he got to take over. So it's a big benefit. It's like Mahomes who got to take over Kansas City. Yeah. You know, you remember, everybody's got to just remember the context of these situations. The a roster bit. was good. The, the roster was, was good on that roster. The roster was How good. How they had to pick that high. It was just well. It, remember, just Chargers it was, it, football. It was Chargers fucking the year up the year yeah. before. Remember, I think even after the year was over, uh, Philip Rivers made a comment after the 2019 season to go. Was that in the 2019 season? Yeah, the 2019 season mm-hmm. to go. We could have been 14 and two this year, or we could have been three and 13, and you know whatever. And they were that. They were four and 12 or whatever. But they yeah. were in so many games and found Chargers ways to blow it up. The year before that, they were 12 and four, yeah. and like a wild card team. So um, tied for the best record actually in the AFC with the Chiefs that so year. So none of the rookie quarterbacks outside of Trey Lance are going into a situation that has as many weapons on the offensive side. Definitely not. And Trey Lance is the most raw of all the quarterbacks that came out, so yep. he's not ready yet. I mean, the Jets and Zach Wilson, come on. We know they're not ready yet in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So again, the physical ability for me and the way they look is all there. Just to, let's let's not be too critical of guys that are in some crappy situations who are making some rookie mistakes and really getting put in situations where yeah they're losing and now they got to force the issue and they want to win and they do some other dumb stuff yeah. off of that and that, yep. that, that's where you know let's just pump the brakes and see how it goes. All right, I do have my top pick power rankings. Usually we're yeah. gonna, we're going to pause that. Let's just do that next okay. time because give it a little more time. Give it a little more time. Give it another week to ruminate. You know, okay. for me to figure out. You're coming who, back next who's week. Who's going to get that? To, I'll come back. Okay, yeah, good. I think I am. Monday. All right, I'll good. be here for the Monday the good. Monday pod. Cool. Um, but that was good. Hey, and if you listen to the audio version of this podcast and made it to the end of it, we want to hear your comments. Yeah. What would you think? Did we do a good enough job of pointing yeah, out? Did you follow it? Yeah. Yeah, um, please. Hopefully tweet we at explained us. it. Tweet, tweet at, at us. Chris. Yes. 
Pete will read it yeah. and tell Chris what it says. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but that was, no, that was good. You're the man. Well done. Always fun. Ahmed Farid, Chris Sims, Chris Sims Unbuttoned Podcast, presented by Under Armour. The only way is through. We appreciate you, Under Armour. Hey, tomorrow, Thursday, PFT PM, Chris Sims Unbuttoned, Picks Collaboration. All right. I'm just letting you know, Johnny the Shark's on a heater. And I'm gonna get continue this heater. I've gone six and zero in my best bets the last three weeks. I'm seven and two on the year. All right, I'm starting to take this shit a little serious. All right, points bets a sponsor around here, and I want to impress them so they spend more money on me. Okay, so that's what I'm trying to do. Ch- check that out tomorrow. Hopefully, I'm dominating Florio in all areas. <laughs> Ahmed, you the man. Everybody, good. Peace out. Clap it Clap up. Clap it up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.